For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, April 13th, 2019. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...more essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed ...in the dollar... It's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, uh, here today with Logan Daniel, who uh, is a CFP, correct? Yeah, that's correct. All right. He is a, uh, well, he officially is a financial planner. It's not really his title within our yeah. company, but uh, I think. Anyone who works in our planning and implementation department is directed toward financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so Logan can answer lots of questions on uh, pretty much anything with a financial plan. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the point. There so. you go. I'm also joined by none other than officer, former officer, DJ Barker. What's up, Troy? Used Good to be morning. A, used to be one of those guys that uh, serve and protect the right public, tickets. and now he, well, uh, making sure that evildoers don't uh, wreck your good day, right? That's right. Now he uh, serves and protects our clients here That's at Hansel right. Financial, uh, making sure that their financial plans are not only being made, but also followed, right? That's right. Which is, um, yeah, what's the point in having a plan if you don't follow it? That's right. That's <laughs> very important yeah. key element is following said plan. Right. DJ is a... Managing associate in our planning and implementation department, and also holds the CWS Certified Wealth Strategist Correct. designation. Right. That's right. Uh, it seems to me our producer is pointing that uh, I missed something on Logan. He's uh, CRPC, and I couldn't even dream of what that's supposed to be. <laughs> the Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. Wow. So, so what does that mean? Specializing in retirement planning. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the financial planning overall picture. Yeah. So, so. when you're when you're talking about retirement planning, is that um, anything to do with retirement, or are we talking about 401ks? Or are we talking about yeah, all, all IRAs? aspects, IRAs, Social Security strategy, 401ks. So I would imagine even even taxable brokerage accounts probably come into the equation. It does. There. Yeah. It, kind of the whole picture. All right. So, so uh, not as often heard as the CFP, but uh, right, they kind of go. Hand in hand. Similar. Yes. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, markets were up again this week. It's the reason I tell you guys every week I'm the broken record. <laughs> Even when things look a little bit shaky in our economy, it tends to be that the market goes up more, way more often than it does just the opposite. So um, <clears throat> this week we got a, a good bit of news, but uh, let's start off with some numbers. Uh, S&P 500 was up 0.23%. Um, there were some 
negative sectors, industrials, healthcare, and materials, uh, kind of in reverse order. Industrials down 85 basis points or 0.85%. Healthcare down 0.91. Materials down 0.94. At the top of the range, energy is up 1.26 on the week. Consumer staples up 0.82, as well as information technology up 0.82. So everything else is kind of in the middle. Uh, energy, oil uh, prices tend to drive those uh, shares in one direction or the other, which uh, leaves us uh, year-to-date information technology leading 23.43%, consumer discretionary and, and industrials, all three very cyclical uh, sectors, uh, consumer discretionary up 19.45, industrials up 18.94. We have nothing that is negative. The market overall is up 15 and three quarter percent year to date. That's uh, quite a ways in quite a short <laughs> bit of time. Yes, yeah. Made up. We haven't quite caught our our all time high again, which was made in uh, September September 20th of 2018. And quickly uh, fell from there. Oh yeah, fell like <laughs> a fell rock. Hard. Yeah, Come down to December 24th. Yeah, uh, kind of a rough fourth quarter, but uh, first quarter actually broke some Tomorrow. records. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of the the fastest growing quarters in uh, uh, in history. Right. So uh, pretty big stuff. You got yeah. the market up over fifteen, almost sixteen percent year to date, and it's only you know April. Yeah. So it's uh, crazy. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Keep that, up that uh, momentum a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, strangely enough, you look at um, at the twelve month numbers. Uh, markets up 11.38% from uh, April 11th of 2018. Real estate utilities actually lead the way. Real estate with 23%, 23.08% gain. Utilities up 19.43%, both of which are very interest rate sensitive. Yeah. So uh, moves in the interest rate uh, have have actually given us that. And we probably ought to talk about interest rates a little more. Let me uh, throw this out. Energy and financials are the two biggest laggards during the last 12 months. Uh, financials have lost 0.74%. Energy down 1.55 over the last 12 months. So uh, uh, kind of two tough spots. Again, financials are interest rate sensitive, also only in a countercyclical way. I say countercyclical, uh, meaning that um, when uh, – when the yield curve gets kind of wonky, which we which have kind of a Nike swoosh-looking yield now. curve, yeah. um, you you will see that it becomes difficult for banks to be profitable because they tend to lend longer out. They'll make you, what, a 30-year mortgage, a 20-year mortgage, whatever, and uh, they lend to businesses in a similar manner, a longer term. Then they turn around and borrow money uh, in, a, in a fashion where they're turning that money over very quickly, uh, but they they borrow it, you know, for short periods of time at much lower rates. So uh, the difference between what they can lend for and what they borrow for is the profit to a bank. It's mm-hmm. net interest margin. So uh, it's not surprising to see when you've got uh, utilities and uh, and those sorts of businesses doing well, real estate, uh, that you would also see financials tend to do poorly. Mm-hmm. But everything mm-hmm. in financials is not a bank. You got to remember there's um, insurance and you know various other types of businesses, right. asset managers, things like that, in that financial sector. All right, um, this past week, actually it was Friday a week ago, 
Uh, we got payrolls increased 196,000. Uh, uh, besting the expectations, we expected around 180. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you look at what's going on, that employment situation has been just absolutely awesome for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, unemployment rate was unchanged, 3.8%. Uh, you know, it, it, this is the, the one piece that I've been calling kind of like playing a game of king of the hill when things are really good. Where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much better than you can get at 3.8%, especially when most economists expect that um, full employment, meaning when anyone who wants a job has got a job, is around 4.5% unemployment. So here we are at 3.8. Um, kind of breaking the record there, right? Yeah. Changing. Yeah, we're, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, it remains good. And uh, not only that, but we see wages starting to grow faster mm-hmm. than inflation, which has made consumers happy but you start hearing more and more in fact i saw a statistic out just this week uh where we're we're getting into a territory where we've never seen uh where we have earnings commentary on a quarterly basis in the in the first quarter for fourth quarter 2018 um we saw more companies mention uh growing labor costs as one of their biggest uh biggest concerns at the moment so uh that tends to be where inflation starts maybe uh you know we had uh notes out from the fed this week on their fomc and basically they said they don't see raising or lowering rates they're just going to sit there for a minute um the market believes that if you look at the uh options implied uh probability of a rate cut uh it's actually greater than the probability of a rate increase uh, at least uh, until January, and uh, in January is where it really gets interesting. We've got over a 50% probability, according to the bond market, that we will have a rate cut. Really? So, uh, yeah, it's not – you don't have rate cuts when things are going great. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so that's that's probably one of the bigger uh, overlying issues on the market at the moment. Um we had mortgage applications out this week fell 5.6%. Uh, refining, uh, refinancing index dropped 11.4. Uh, purchases index moved up 0.5%. So um, it's, uh, you know, last week I think it was we had a, a huge increase in, uh, in those refinancing, um, in the refinancing index within this. And I believe it was because we saw interest rates move so, you know, so greatly. Uh, we had almost a quarter of a percent move in the previous week, which uh, took some of that that belly out of our yield curve that I've been talking about for weeks yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't do away with it altogether. Uh, you got the one-year Treasury that still got a higher yield than the two, three, and five-year Treasury. It's almost equivalent to the seven-year Treasury at the moment. So. Like I say, still kind of a weird-looking yield curve, um, but overall, you know, it's uh, economic conditions over the last few weeks have improved from where they were uh, just a few months ago, and uh, that can't be a bad thing. Although it's still somewhat, uh, somewhat, if you believe it, it's somewhat locked in that we would probably have a recession just based on what the yield curve has done lately and those financial numbers over the last 12 months are not a good thing. So uh, we'll leave it right there. When we come back, we'll talk about a dog of the week and uh, answer some financial questions for our listeners. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. 
So much a doll. You like that? I do. A little bit of harmonica yeah, in the background. Yeah, a little bit of change. I like it. Remind you of the days when you were in prison? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> in, a, in a huge move this week, the Swiss government has decided that uh, coffee is no longer a staple and uh, not worth stockpiling. Oh, okay. You know, at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning when you're probably sitting down to have maybe your second cup of coffee... I wonder if you would take aught at all with them that it is not a staple. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is it has no nutritional value. And uh, why does Switzerland stockpile coffee, you might be asking? That's a good question. So between somewhere between World War One and World War II, uh, they decided it would be a good idea to have certain foods on hand for, uh, you know, for just such emergencies like world wars, major sure. wars mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, it might become difficult to uh, to supply that to their citizenry. They just have some on hand. Um, they uh, The way that it worked is they would uh, pay certain businesses that either sold it or, you know, produced coffee to... Uh, to have excess on hand over and beyond uh, that which they sold. And wow. uh, it would last, it'd, it'd be like a three-month supply is what it, what it amounted to. Now, it was 15,300 tons of coffee, and there were over 15 companies that were involved in this process. Right. It's an interesting way to deal with it, and believe it or not, our government has done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we always hear of the oil Reserve, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a million barrels of oil. Yeah. I think it is. Um, but we do the same thing, or have done the same thing with food. Like the Food and Drug Administration has uh, mm-hmm. has actually allowed for farmers to pay some of their debts to them in their product, and uh, <laughs> caused some issues back in the eighties when uh, when they had to uh, uh, use dried uh, dried milk. So you know. What yeah, is it? powdered milk. Powdered yep. milk. Yeah. Uh, they got so much of it that they wound up having to give it to farmers to feed their <laughs> cattle. <laughs> but uh, they have, over the years, even our government, like I say, has, has uh, stockpiled groceries, oil, anything mm-hmm. that might be essential for an economy to run, maybe even at just base level. But still, you know, I just thought it was interesting to see this. It's kind of a throwback to the past. Um, so they're going to just slowly... Move yeah, this yeah. product back to the twenty twenty two. Okay, they're going to let them instead of just dumping it on the market. Say, they're going to let them taper off, and it really doesn't begin until twenty twenty two. So okay. I guess there's time that they uh, they they might, um, you know, reverse this decision. But I think yeah. the the stockpiling ends in twenty twenty two. So they're going to let them start tapering, tapering off, tapering yeah. the you know just push it into the supply chain. I don't know if they produce a little less and. I would imagine that's pro- part cut, of the cut plan. back on the the coffee making. There you go. But yeah. uh, you know, there's all kind of foods. Uh, our government has done the same with peanut butter and cheese and various others. Just uh, letting farmers uh, pay our governments for debts that they have uh, 
they have gathered up in the in the past. It's interesting, kind of like Bitcoin, right? You can't actually spend it on much, so they use it as a currency, but yet you can't go to the grocery store and, and get I, it. I'll give you three pounds of coffee for a ham sandwich, you know, or for a <laughs> tiny little for, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, a bartering situation. a bartering situation. It really, it is, it really is like a. You know, but they've in the U.S. at least they let you uh, they let you pay off your debts. They let farmers pay off their debts with it for a while. Can I pay my tax liability? No, let's let's pound of coffee. Yeah. Let's oh, try Monday. that. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. It <laughs> Here is comes tax yeah. man. Monday so is the tax Monday's man. the deadline. Yeah. So just tell them, you know, I've got an extra lawnmower in the backyard. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, trade you. Want, you. <laughs> you want regular or decaf? <laughs> That's right. I have three pounds. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I have a feeling That's, they would look at you like, oh, uh, I can somebody imagine. get the net. This guy needs yeah. to go with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's again, interesting. You know, pretty, pretty strange situation. It's been Coffee. approximately 100 years since they've been doing this thing, and now they've decided, they've decided to. But, but all the other food staples that they've been allowing stockpiles on or requiring stockpiles on, really, um, they're going to leave in place for now. So other foods are, are still going to be stockpiled, just not coffee because, again, it has yeah. no nutritional value based on what Some people saying. might argue that. Yeah. So. Oh, well, they do. You in get fact, going, some of the ones, going in the, morning. the 15 companies that are that are involved in this uh, in yeah. Switzerland are, are making a little bit of noise. Yeah. Oh, a daily diet. You know, there are yeah. some companies that say America runs on coffee, right? So Yeah, that's right. Are, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No doubt. You know, yeah. Be some, careful. Some people run from coffee. <laughs> Be careful if you, <laughs> if you need your coffee fix and you don't have it. Yeah, no doubt. No. Interesting. I think we're good here. Yeah, that's good. All right, so uh, we've got a situation we wanted to talk about this week. Um, the uh, circumstances involve uh, an individual, we'll call him Bert, a uh, highly specialized physical therapist, truly believes with the medical advances we've made, and hopefully he's right, He'll easily be able to live to 110 years old, if not longer. Uh, his family health history is strong with no chronic illnesses. His own father is very active in his 70s, and his grandfather lived to 95. How does uh, his expectations affect his financial plan? Well, obviously, his uh, investment horizon is much longer, obviously, than where do we normally Absolutely. go around 90, 92 is our yeah, normal we go to 92 financial plan. For normal financial plans until you reach your 80s, and then we run that out to 100. Okay. You know, and then, you know, kind of, again, planning for longevity. Because we have had clients that, that have made it to 100 and yeah. 101, I think. 101, 102. I mean, it's becoming more of a common discussion at meetings it now. Is. That Absolutely. What is. if I live past 92? What does right. that do to my overall portfolio? Right. So we, we make adjustments. I mean, you update your plan. I mean, there's things to consider like long-term care, health care costs for 10, 15 more years. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you're, you're, most of our retirees, we, we build in the financial planning where their mortgage drops off after so much, so many years. But then in retirement, what is the number one, right? Their, their mortgage falls off. They stop traveling what they you know, used to plan for on those annual basis because they're not doing as much. Now they're in their 80s and 90s. They stay close to home. And then the number one expense becomes... Healthcare. Medical, healthcare, travel too, and even all right. Well, now what do we do? We need to. I can't live here anymore. Now I'm in my 90s. I can't live at home any longer. I need to sell this home. I need to go into an, a you know some kind of establishment to you know, you know assist me. Not necessarily you know assisted living, but mm-hmm. an adult community where there's 55 and over, where they can get a little help or a little extra you know assistance. And and with that, you know you can find a lot of times you. You know, maybe it's just an application cost, you know, a couple thousand dollars, but we even see people spending 
several yeah. hundred thousand dollar a buy-ins yeah. to, to get into these very nice... Yeah. In addition to the monthly... In addition to rent, the monthly. Yeah. Or not only rent, but a maintenance fee, um, how they call it. Not included, huh? It's right. Not, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know... We always say, you know, the way we do our planning, it, it's definitely a need base, right? If if you need the money, you need to put it in fixed income investments. A lot of people out there, they, they do an age base. So if you're thinking your life expectancy is 100 and, you know, they say, well, when you're 70, 70% needs to be in fixed income. Well, if you're going to live 20 years longer, you just blew up your financial plan because if you have too much fixed income, you're not going to give the longevity of the portfolio. You're not going to get those, those, you know, um, those growth you know, the information Numbers technology need, needs, right. you know, and then if you go too short, you, you really, it's all, this, this conversation is all about planning because it's more than just, you know, what it is you spend money on. It's the healthcare cost. It's that long-term care need. It's the needs for, you know, as we see uh, generational gifting, you know, when you have grandkids and great grandkids, mm-hmm. people like to start gifting to them as well. So then, you know, the, 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 the entire conversation really does blow out of proportion and you add 20 years of this life expectancy, um, you know, you, we definitely need to plan for that. And you yeah. can't just do that haphazardly. I mean, there's so, a lot so of tell me if I got it right. Basically, you need to spend less and invest more in equities? Potentially, absolutely. Depend, Spending is going to drive the big again, number on, on the offset level. Yeah, you could need the extra growth to get you past two hundred and ten. Yeah, I mean, so well, and, and that's the ongoing planning part of it. I right. mean, you can always. It, it's interesting that this comes up because we are seeing people live longer. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, medical technology has gotten it to where all kind of things have uh, have have gotten better. Uh, just health-wise, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it wouldn't be such a strange thing to assume that you could live to over 100 years old. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And it's about monitoring the assets, right? It's it's making sure their allocation is correct and your spending is correct, but you have to also monitor this through the longevity. Um, you know, as if if you make it to 100 and and your health starts to decline, obviously the plan that you ran four years ago may not be the appropriate allocation any longer. It's a it's an ongoing monitoring of this as well and bringing the the children and grandchildren to the conversation well you're letting talking them understand definitely grandchildren at absolutely this point because yep. if you're 110 and you had kids when you're 20 or 30 yeah your kids are 80 <laughs> 90 year old yeah right and we have we have a, you know, clients now that they are still assisting their adult children mm-hmm. so you can only assume that if the retirees are assisting their children there's probably going to be a need to assist your grandchildren you know it's yeah. It, these conversations go down these rabbit holes a little bit to where, yeah. you know, you just never know. But yes, Who do you need I, around the table while you're talking about the financial yeah, plan? Yeah, estate planning. You're going to have estate planning. You, and gifting you bring issues. everybody into it. Yeah, so. yeah. several Tax. generations, I can imagine, that you're doing this. All right, well, let's take a real quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. When we come back, we'll answer more financial questions. When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, 
you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and Logan Daniel. And, uh, we are talking about various and sundry financial planning questions. If you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. We have a question hotline. You could call us at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. That again is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you uh, will get a recorded message. You can leave your recording then in response to that, including your question. We'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. So um, pretty seamless. You don't have to talk to a human being. But if you want to talk to a human being, you can call us at 770-429-9166. You'll uh, ask for somebody on the radio. Um, you'll probably get our radio show producer, Kelly Lynn, who will take down your information and uh, get it to us, and we can get you an answer on the air. Now, if you don't care to talk in either way, call in on the phone. You can just email us at drgene@hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Um, and if you just want to answer some of your questions on your own, we do have a website, Hensler.com. It was recently updated, upgraded, newer, better, um, great information on there. Uh, if you've got kind of a broad topic, you can have that uh, question answered there. If not, you can always call us again at 770-429-9166. You could ask for DJ Barker or you could ask for Logan Daniel. Both of those guys would be absolutely happy to help you answer the absolutely. question that you That's have. Right. So, guys, um, we had a question this week from our good friend Gary who writes, uh, Hello, do you sell and recommend limited partnerships for mining and oil exploration? Thanks. Great so there's, question. Uh, yeah, there's um, MLPs. Um, it's it's like a normal partnership. So there are some benefits in, in doing that, at least in taxable accounts. If you're mm -hmm. in an IRA, it's obviously you don't have this benefit. But um, <clears throat> with the partnership, what it would do is it allows you to write down or write off certain uh, expenses of the business as they occur, um, assuming that you would have the need to um, itemize your tax if you didn't itemize it, it really yeah. doesn't give you much benefit. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be in the tax bracket that you can itemize. You're spending right. a little bit more, absolutely. Yeah, now certain things that we would talk about, and one of the reasons that I don't really recommend too many of them is because they're kind of a pain in the neck to deal yeah. with uh, when it comes to your taxes. Again, you know, yeah. assuming that you have uh, enough deductions to itemize your taxes, you, you get this uh, partnership return from the business, which is called a K-1. Yes. And almost every publicly traded MLP that I have ever ran across will be at least a month late yep. Yep. getting yep. you your information. So if you don't mind extending yes. every single year. Every time. Yeah. Uh, it's not a big problem. Now, if you want to talk a little more granular of just about what's going on in mining and oil exploration, we do have... A uh, few companies, especially in oil and gas exploration, that we, we recommend there. Um, among them is Schlumberger Limited, um, Exxon Mobil, Royal Dutch Shell, 
Valero Energy and Drill Quip uh, are all on our recommended list, just to cover a couple of them. Uh, Schlumberger, um, uh, supplies technology for uh, reservoir characterization, drilling, production, and processing. So it's a services company. It's not really a driller. Uh, it's been kicked around a bit lately, um, and by lately I mean over the last few years. Uh, still looks pretty attractively priced, especially when you see that PEG, the PEG ratio, uh, which is the forward PE divided by expected growth. That's how you get to that number. It's 0 0.95. We usually like companies with a PEG of one or less, which means that you're buying a company that the growth is not truly priced in. Now, what is that growth? Expected to grow 30.33%. This is according to... Um, the average of analysts uh, on Bloomberg, one of the major sources of our data. Um, but if you look at what it's done over the past five years, uh, it's been negative, 28.66% annually. So, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're expecting a change in what's been going on at Exxon, um, or Schlumberger, rather, uh, and a lot of that is, is going to be determined by the price of oil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When oil prices are low, companies drill less of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their profitability is lower, and it doesn't make as much sense for them to uh, just keep pounding the ground. So, Well, we got uh, the summer travel season approaching, so yeah. it sounds like yeah. we might get some... A raise in prices, so we've seen a maybe spike in, in, at the gas pump at least. Yeah, this recently. Yeah, and, and for folks that really just hate it when they start seeing those things, the best way to get over it is to buy yourself an oil company. <laughs> buy some stock in an oil company. If you look, uh, getting to the oil company, this is a diversified player, Exxon Mobil, yeah. really big company, market cap over three hundred and forty-five billion dollars. Um, it, and, you know, it, it uh, goes from throughout, from uh, drilling oil out of the ground to the mid-level down to marketing and uh, pumping, uh, right. right, refinery, Refining. and, yeah, selling it, right? Yeah. I mean, you see the Exxon The entire process yeah, type from, company. They can exactly. do it all. Yeah, and, uh, and because it is diversified, it tends to be a better proxy for, for the uh, energy industry as a whole. Um, they're expected to grow by about 16 and three-quarter percent over the next uh, three to five years. However, again, if you look at their five-year growth numbers, they're around negative 14 and three-quarters. So, um, you know, things are expected to pick up, do better. I, I've said for a long time that I think uh, the the uh, real break-even price of oil is around 70 bucks a barrel. Uh, it's where the Saudis used to set their... their uh, a budget the the Saudi government budget was around seventy two bucks a barrel mm -hmm. uh, when they drove the price to its knees back in uh, two thousand fifteen sixteen um, it, it was it was amazing to watch what started happening they They had basically cut off their nose to spite their face uh, because what you saw was uh, they got to the point where their government couldn 't truly pay its bills so um, we 've seen a bit of a reversal you know oil still playing in that range mid to high fifties touched sixty a time or two lately um, but uh, that 's really what 's at stake here. Uh, you look at some of the other um, performance figures uh, for Exxon Mobil six point one percent return on assets, 11.2% uh, return on equity, 
Um, you know, there's there's really not a heck of a lot to talk about beyond that. They yeah. do both yeah. have a very attractive dividend, uh, 4% yield on ExxonMobil, 4.4% um, on Schlumberger. Two pretty solid companies. The one thing I will say about Schlumberger is its uh, dividend coverage ratio uh, or it's, um, you know, the, the way that their earnings actually are relative to the dividend that they pay out is a bit high. They're paying out 122.5% of earnings, which is not long-term sustainable, but if you did hit that 30% growth over the next three to five years, it will not be a concern. Yeah. So, um, you know, just <clears throat> just taking that, um, if... Uh, Gary, if you're if you're out there and listening to us, that's uh, that's the best I can give you. Not a huge fan of limited partnerships, but I am a, a pretty big fan of uh, energy. Uh, when it comes to mining, really not as much. It's in the materials industry and tends to be very uh, cyclical. And you know, while we do own some materials, generally they tend to be more chemical companies. So uh, you know, that would be my preference. And sure. again, you know, not limited partnerships. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we um, <clears throat> have several others here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this. Don't know if we'll have time to answer it, but we will get to it in the next segment if we don't. So uh, Reginald from Alpharetta asks, uh, I have a pretty well-planned will. I have specific instructions on how my assets should be distributed, beneficiary designations that coincide with my wishes, testimony, testamentary trusts. Boy, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, <clears throat> what I don't have is an executor. My daughter's husband is irresponsible with money, and she always goes along with what he says, so I don't feel naming her would be very wise. The question is, can I just not name one and let the probate court follow my will? Should I leave directions that uh, my daughter and son-in-law would not be named? Great so, question. Uh, yeah. There you go. And we and will I, get to it right after the break. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we quite have time, but uh, we'll get to this and various others when we come back. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. You're going to hear DJ and Logan tell you all about your testament, wills, various things. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. Moving on up. We're back. We're uh, talking before about a uh, situation Reginald from Alpharetta had, but let me let you know just how you can get your questions to us. Uh, you can call our question hotline, one 855 how about that? A hiccup. Uh-oh. 1-855-429-9166. Uh, you'll leave your question after our recorded message. We'll play it on the air and add another hiccup. <laughs> and we'll answer right behind it. I've been having these hiccup spells on and off all day. So uh, you might hear a little more of that. I'll try to keep it to a minimum, except for that one. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to email us, our email is drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H. 
E-N-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
daughter and son-in-law, son-in-law make those rash decisions. Okay. There you go. There you go. The 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 final answer. Is that it? The, That's it. The almost That's it. final answer. Yeah. That's your final, final answer. answer. But um, definitely check with an attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, a, be a good thing in this case. All right, we got another one here. Sure. Um, Gary from Peachtree Corners. Um, how about that hiccup? That's pretty good. We're still going. I'm trying to kill him, but uh, just it just doesn't happen. Persist. That's all right. Well, Gary from Peachtree Corners, I'll I'll, I'll load this up for you, and you can uh, you know get your take on this. All right. So, as a Disney shareholder, he thinks he's happy with the acquisition of 21 Century Fox, but there seem to be a lot of critics saying that the acquisition uh, was out of greed. Hmm. So he we've been a long-term fan here at Hensler, so he wants to know our stance. Was this a good move for the company? Yeah, I believe it was, personally. And, yes, we have been a big uh, fan yeah, been of in Disney the, for a long time. A long time. time. It's been in the I've model been around, portfolio. Yeah. I've been here 13 years, and um, I can't remember a time when we didn't, didn't hold it. Disney. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and what they're do- doing here is they're trying to get uh, better content. Disney, okay. all these media companies, uh, it's, it's the big buzzword these days. Um, they've got a, a platform with which they can deliver um, data, movies, whatever, um, what they want is more production. So mm-hmm. they want they want this uh, content to be pushed onto their platform. Right. So they're trying to compete with, like, Netflix and right. other exactly. type of streaming, streaming services. Like, yeah, services. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of them out there these days, and they tend to be very profitable as well. So, I, you know, I don't get too caught up in the, in the uh, uh, greed yeah. Debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it's it's, uh, it's not an emotion. That greed seems emotional. Where this is a business, and it's trying to yeah. continue long term strategy. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's there is a, b- a big debate in really economics as to what the purpose of a company is. Now, um, as a shareholder, you're among the few that can ac- actually vote yeah. the, the proxy. And I think it's wise that uh, shareholders, somebody that holds a stake in the company. Can actually uh, voice their opinion. Are, are the only ones who are who are allowed to voice their opinion, especially with that vote on the proxy. But I think um, uh, you know, knowing that you are a citizen, you're you're a global citizen at this point. A company mm-hmm. as big as Disney. Yeah. Uh, you also have to be mindful of those stakeholders. These are going to be your employees, your customers, uh, those that you would impact in any way. Because what's good for you. As a as a global citizen is actually good for your shareholders' profitability because mm-hmm. you start going around just acting as you will, um, whether it be environmentally, socially, or having bad governance. These ESG, which we have a portfolio yep. that follows a, a strict um, uh, lineup of of those type companies as well, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if you're if you're a bad neighbor, folks aren't going to like you, and it's going to impact profitability. But you know, in in the end, it is the company's duty to make money for its shareholders. And I think this uh, this marriage between them and uh, 21st Century is actually a good one mm-hmm. if you consider that. Yeah. Um, so you know, well, I think we know that you know streaming services. They don't, way to yeah, they're not. They're not going to go away. I mean, no, they're is, more becoming more popular. Right. You know, look, ask Blockbuster. You know. About yeah. what their opinion is. When you of watch movies services. in your car now on your because, phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 25 years ago. That's all he had. That's and, all and we had. Mm-hmm. But now. Right. And then Redbox killed Blockbuster. And the next thing, where's Redbox? Yeah. There yeah. are still a few of those 
vending machines laying around here and there. But, uh, but you don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore uh, to find right. it. You yeah. can just yeah. sit at home, exactly. hit the button, Click a button, and move on. So That's right. seems like a good strategy for Disney. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And, uh, you know, they, like I say, they've got... They've got a good platform, the tele- television stations and, and uh, various other ways that folks can go in and uh, access um, the, the content they already have, which is good. I mean, who doesn't like Mickey? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean all, the, all the classic shows. Classic. Yeah, yeah but when, uh, uh, getting some new stuff. For the record, there's still one more blockbuster in the United States. I really? Don't know. I, I saw an article that. on this. Yeah, I think it's in like Oregon or something. The last one, one there is one still standing. So, I don't know if, how you, they take the kids if you off. still have uh yeah. if you want to show them, is take a field it? trip, take a vacation. Yeah, and this is what you used to have to do. Are you on the way to Washington? You got to realize that there's a the world's biggest ball of twine in the middle of Minnesota and uh I mean, you got to go and see I mean, that, too. It's almost like we're vacation planners at this point, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we do it all. Whatever. We give can do anything. You give us a call, we'll help you out. That's right. You're listening to Money Talks. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.